with my friend today, Philip Washington. He is um, owner of, um, is it Stonehill Wealth? Wealth Management? Yep, thank yeah. You, thank you. Look, you, you remembered it better than most. Some people call it Stone Wealth Management. Uh, so no, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> And um, Philip and I used to have long conversations on Fridays, and sometimes we agreed and sometimes we disagreed, but that's what made it interesting and fun. I love visiting with Philip, and so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to, we kind of have a place on where we want to go, but we're just going to start off just talking about stuff in general. So, um, and right before we hit record, we were talking about the effects of COVID. Yeah, yeah, and and um, and we were also talking about how this, you know, the the strategy, right, uh, that you and I were talking about five six years ago, um, were strategies now that people who survived COVID and really thrived during COVID um, use, and how it's going to get worse because COVID, you know, um, it really accelerated some of the technological trends that were already happening. Um, it just made it more difficult to hide. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so that's that I think, I think the next 10 years uh, for business owners who uh, put their head in the sand is um, it's going to be, it's going to be stressful, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think specifically, and, and you're, you're a historian too, you know, I, 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 like, I like to study like different periods of time, right? Just, mm -hmm. just weird periods of time, like when we invented the gun, like when the gun was invented or when you invented, uh, when, when people learn how to ride horses, what is it called? The stirrup, right? Yeah. That kind of changed the game for nights, right? And then you think about like in America, when we went from like farming to industrial, um, that was painful for a lot of people because yes. those who didn't embrace change suffered mm -hmm. and so i think that's that's what we're in the middle of going from yeah yeah the, the real I, world to a digital world yeah and that's the fourth industrial revolution and um i talked about it last year and i think that um again just like what we've said covid really has forced us um into it faster we were already in the midst of it but um and, and it's going to, it changes everything. There's not one thing that it doesn't change. And that's, that's the most interesting part is it, is it, it's not just one industry, it's all industries. So um, yeah. And it's, it's a hard transition for a lot of people. Um, very hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like we were talking about before, I mean, and I, and I know you feel this way, so I'm asking mm -hmm. a rhetorical question, but don't you see it as exciting too? I guess it depends oh, yeah. on what you're looking at it. Yeah. See, I love it. I love change. And um, to me, this is a, a great opportunity to look at what you're doing now, no matter who you are and what it is that you do and go, okay, how can I embrace this? What can I do? It, it's an opportunity to get ahead of the pack, you know, uh, to get a competitive edge. So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a great, it's a great time, but it's really scary for most people. <laughs> <laughs> and I can understand. I definitely can understand. Yeah. It's like um, the other thing that I think about is um, civilization. And I, and I've talked about this before, but um, if you go back and look at the Sumerians, which was the, the first civilization, like 5,000 years ago, and 
the demise of that civilization and, and what took them down. A lot of it we're experiencing today, which I don't understand why people won't go back in time and look at history and go, okay, well, what did, what happened then? Just like what you were just saying, it's like, take, you know, we've, we've done all this before humans have experienced this stuff before. Why not go back and look and, and, and look for your clues, you know? <laughs> right, right. No, yeah. I'm, you know, I, that, that, that's one of the things that I, that I really like, you know, when you, and this is like super like out there in space, but, you know, I just really believe when you study like physics and the way atoms work and the way the universe works and the, the repeatable theme is um, you have birth and you have death, right? And you have mm -hmm. like the cycle of life and like it, it, everything experiences it. But I also think if you think of like humans as a societal body, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we tend to kill off our civilization, you know, and just redo the same thing over and over again, right? All babies do the same thing. All grownups do the same things. And I'm like, we just, you know, you, you read history, like we just keep doing the same things over and over, over, and, and, over and over, right? Yeah. Even in the world where we have unlimited information, we just keep repeating yeah. it. Well, that's like, just like back in the, you know, 5,000 years ago, 5,000 years ago, they were as advanced as we are today through with technology and everything. They've uncovered all kinds of, I mean, it's crazy how mm. advanced they were, but um, they even knew about DNA. Um, wow. But, but you look at how every, every time it's like we crash and burn, we crash and burn and we keep repeating. And it's, it's because of human nature that gets us. You know, that's, that's what brings us all down is our human nature. Yeah. Um, but, okay. So let's, let's talk about, um, in your wheelhouse a little bit here. Um, I want to talk about inflation and some of the stuff that's going on. I mean, my gosh, we've got kind of the perfect storm with the supply chain, uh, labor shortages. Um, they're calling it the uh, greatest resignation, um, this year with people just checking out. So, we got a lot of stuff going on. How does that affect us financially? In a, in a, in a huge way. So I'll, you know, and, and I want to, I want to always preface this because a lot of my talks have seemed super political nowadays, but it's not, it's just, I just speak, you know, facts, right? Um, I like to always say, you know, Republicans in general get the economics right. Uh, Democrats are, you know, they're the heart of society, right? They, mm -hmm. they, you know, they, right. they, they yeah. make sure we don't just do only rational things. And so, um, you know, from a, from an economic, you know, standpoint, um, when, when you, when you look at America, early 1900s, um, going through the, and, you know, still through the industrial revolution, um, you, you, if you were a UK citizen, right, you were looking at America going, hey, uh, we're the stable place of the world. You know, we have the privilege, like if you live in the UK, right, you get to enjoy the privilege of being a UK citizen and under that uh, empire. And then they would look across at these Americans that were, you know, unruly, you know, very volatile, you know, uh, no class according to <laughs> the UK, yes. UK citizens right <laughs> everything i say about millennials today right yeah you know, um, um 
but they were the millennials like right of that time but innovating you know creating electric homes automobiles um you know uh refining oil um you know replacing kerosene with electricity doing all these in innovative things pulling the world forward and uh but that change was you know was was nerve-wracking here's where i'm going you know uk was at the end of end of their economic cycle so they had lots of debt right same same as america today lots of debt um especially after world war one right they were basically mm -hmm. like super broke after that um and the weird part too is they had the 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 the, the 1915 uh the flu pandemic it was 1918 1920 mm -hmm. the, the spanish flu which really yeah. wasn't a spanish flu it was a worldwide flu but the spanish newspapers were on the ones that were reporting on it but it further crippled them so you had world war one then you had the spanish flu which killed a bunch of people right and then you had crazy inflation in the, in the 20s which basically same thing the countries were indebted um everybody was printing money like they're drunk mm -hmm. right so when you print all that money it causes price rises and it creates an illusion of wealth people thought um they were getting rich uh you know with their real estate and their trading until 1930 let them realize that that was that was all fake money created out of thin air from a business standpoint you know um the the business owners that that in that environment that were able to um increase their prices right pass along prices to consumers because the demand for their business was so high mm -hmm. if they did that and then converted their money to uh, hard assets they were fine right uh, if they believed the myth of of this fake wealth being built right and or they put their head in the sand um, and they couldn't raise prices i mean they got crushed i mean obliterated and then they turned to uh trading to get this illusion illusionary wealth it's funny i'm saying that that's happening right now like there's people exactly who are, who yeah. are struggling and they're, and they're thinking well i'll trade you know to to make up some money and i'm like this is fake wealth. this is fake money right here you know like yeah. all, a lot of these games are completely fake because the 40 percent of the dollars that have ever been in circulation were printed in the last 18 months it's crazy right wow 40 so 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 um, and this is this is why I put the political preference on there because I, I I've I've learned over time the more I've got savvy on finance don't trust the politicians any of them right or left because they all lie you know mm -hmm. they you know they're saying that you know the the ports are the issue uh, but the ports are the symptom of the issue right you can't you can't put like you can't put forty percent more cars on the highway you know during traffic time and not have a jam right mm -hmm. you know so when you create forty percent more dollars you know, out of literally thin air and put it in the system, you know, what do you expect? Price of labor goes ridiculous. Real yeah. estate goes ridiculous. You know, uh, people are buying stuff in advance, you know, because the, 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 the smart treasurers of corporations and companies and the money folks, they understand what this means. You know, it's just, you know, they, they're, they are uh, creating this narrative to fool the uninformed Right, but but me and you know what's going on, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that that's that, that's what's happening. So America. so based upon that, on what you just said, what should someone do today? Whether you're in business, own a business, or just personally, what should someone be doing? Yep. So I think I think you definitely want to, um, 
like I said, it's, it's an opportunity, but you want to put yourself in a position where if you own a business, how do I, how do I create um, more demand for my business, which means you have to be different. So if, so if you're a realtor, uh, as an example, like, you know, your services are perceived as a commodity, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, so doing the old way of, you know, whatever mm -hmm. cold calling, doing whatever, it's not going to work. You got to be different. So maybe you start a podcast, you know, mm -hmm. maybe, or a YouTube channel, but you, you get out there and you talk about um, your value in a way that nobody else is talking about your value and take advantage of it. If you are a, um, if you sell goods and services and you don't have a Shopify store, you don't have an internet presence, um, that's a big mistake because you, you open, you know, you can still have a shop in Mansfield uh, and service the 100,000 or so people in the area, but you can open up a Shopify store and then have 8 billion potential customers to supplement what's happening locally. Um, and, and, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of business owners would be shocked how many, you know, 20, 20, 30, I mean, 20 year olds, 19 year olds, 17 year olds that are making, that are cleaning up online because yeah. because of the ability to you know uh buy something because in most business owners that, are, that that have survived they're good at what they do so they can find good product but the difference is when you put it on the internet and you open that up to eight billion people um <laughs> you know i'll buy stuff on the internet that i know is overpriced because i don't want to go you know what i mean yeah. I just it's easy it's convenient it's easy me too yeah. and, and so and so you get to arbitrage that money making opportunity so 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 there's unlimited ways to creatively do things different, but then the other part is make sure when you get your money mm -hmm. that you like leaving a bunch of money in cash is going to kill you. you Thank to, you. That's what I've been saying. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you're, if it, cause one day, see now here, now I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, but I think one day we're going to wake up, turn the news on and guess what? The dollar crashed. I think that's a high probability uh, assumption. Yeah, and I think it'll happen faster than what people think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, definitely in our lifetime. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I believe so. So, so, so you want to own things that are scarce, you know, like real estate, like gold. Um, there's a select stock, a, a select few stocks that you want to own. But, the, but, but the other thing is you'll you also want to own. This is why I talk about Bitcoin so much because you know, Bitcoin is the you know, um, boomers, right? They lived through the 70s and they mm -hmm. appreciated the protection of what gold did to preserve your wealth in the 70s. Right. So millennials, you know, we said, well, the boomers are super smart. So we want to learn from them. Um, so I'll do that in there. Boomers are smart. Yeah. We want to learn from them. Thank uh, you. But, 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 we, <laughs> what, but, we, but what we want to do is we want to, um, uh, the thing about gold, and this is going through history, mm -hmm. is what you learn is that um governments have consistently because when you have gold it protects purchasing power but you still have to put it in the bank and, and have those dollar certificates issued against the gold because um gold is not very divisible right you can't just shave off gold to pay for printing you know printing services or uh legal services so you have to typically put it in the bank uh this is assuming society is functional right not in chaos but put it yeah. in the, put it in the bank and they issue you dollars that you can at any that, that you that you were supposed to before 1971 be able to redeem for gold, which you can't anymore, which is a whole story. Mm -hmm. But every time we reset a financial system in the past back onto a gold standard, 
they would just come off the standard whenever they want to, to when they needed to print more money. And so Bitcoin said, hey, let's create digital gold. So we're going to create the scarcity, 21 million. Uh, the, the, just like gold, like, you know, um, um, a monetary system. Um, um, so, so, so basically, like, it can't be, uh, it's scarce and it can't be manipulated because Bitcoin is divisible by 100 million Satoshis. I know this is nerd stuff, but meaning um, you can transact in Bitcoin or there's technology built on top of Bitcoin called Lightning um, where you can transact that. But the, but the point is you don't need paper money. You can, you can use it like PayPal or Cash App or Zelle. Um, and there's no need for banks, intermediaries. And there's no like, there's no 12 central bankers who can do what they want behind closed doors and create more money. So the re so and, and that that's why you look at something like Bitcoin. It's it's, it's sixty thousand dollars, which is crazy, right? I mean, yeah, one Bitcoin is worth sixty thousand dollars. I was like, um, it, but also Bitcoin is different than other stuff. So I think some 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 people, even the kids, they don't un they they're think they're looking at crypto, and I'm like, I don't really care about crypto. Like like crypto is more like stocks. That's like um, possibility, right? I'm more looking at preserving my wealth. So, so I'm saying gold, real estate, Bitcoin, because these things are scarce. Crypto right. is not. Um, you can't recreate what Bitcoin has done, which is, this isn't a Bitcoin podcast, but I'm giving the context of this yeah. is why you see the banks being pulled into it. It's why you see Governor Abbott and Senator Cruz hopping on board with, with Bitcoin because, they're, you know, Texas has always been independent you know mm -hmm. uh freedom fighters and they're like yeah man the government's getting crazy so we need to protect our wealth yeah yeah i i just i, I find it all so fascinating and and uh it's interesting to me the people that um continue to ignore it mm -hmm. i don't i don't get that yeah yeah no it's yeah it's um but you know that that's human nature right human beings yeah. we, I, I don't i don't think we it's not that we don't like change. I don't think we like the emotions that uh, that come with change. You yeah. Know, like because those emotions are, um, they're intense either way. Like super exciting or super fearful, uh, yeah. unknown, uncertain. Um, you know, creates opportunities. But I mean, it, I, I understand. It, but the reality is, like you have to embrace it, especially. Because if you hate government, right? I don't, I don't. I don't think any. I think both sides of the party don't like government telling them what to do. Uh, but if you get sideswiped by change, um, you're going to have to depend on the government. You know well, I mean? you know, if you think about it, and this is this is what freaks me out. If you think about how every facet of our life is dependent upon. The government, think about it. Mm. I mean, just, just to get through your day. I mean, all of your food. I mean, if you think about all the stuff that we are so not self-reliant anymore, mm -hmm. it's really kind of pitiful um, because they really have more control than what you think they do. Oh, you I, just I, think, we just think we're free. <laughs> I 100% I, I agree. And and this is, this is like a revolutionary idea. I don't think you and I have ever talked about this, but you know, it, it, it was, it wasn't until this year where I was like, wait a minute, you know, government 
if I take out more than 10 grand of my bank account, I got to get the, I got to get the approval of the government. That's my money. Right. And so, so I began to study like separate, you know, when the church separated from the state, when it, yeah. whenever the printing press was invented, right. Before that religion told us what to think, what to, we, I mean, we were all illiterate, right. And yes. the few people who can read, you know, they ruled us and then yep. the printing press was invented and we were like, Hey, you know, things aren't, but you know, I, <laughs> I can right. read this for myself. Right. So then you have the age of enlightenment. Yeah. Like, here's what I, when, when, um, going back to, 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 to Bitcoin, we're going to look back on Bitcoin and realize this is when separation of state and money happened because, because with the blockchain, with blockchain technology yeah. being de decentralized, like Bitcoin, you literally don't need the state. And there's no reason for them. They, they, they don't have an argument for why they need to, um, now they have to be honest about why they want to control the money, right? Because yeah. it's functioning money. It's, it's better money, right? If I ask somebody, hey, would you rather play a game where the rules could be changed in the middle of the game, <laughs> right? And typically those rules are favored by people who are closest to the referee, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's a game where the rules will never be changed. They're stated and you can play the game with full um, confidence that the rules will never be changed, right? People be like, I want to play a game too. I'm like, that's Bitcoin. You know, yeah. I was like, that's a decentralized monetary system. And I was like, it's undoubt, un, no doubt better money, right? The only, the only doubt is people saying, will the government allow it? Yeah. Church, the church tried and stopped the printing press. It didn't work, right? Um, prog progress is always going to like outpace the incumbents. Um, will it be painful in the meantime? Yeah. But, um, um, but, but where I'm going with it is, you, you have a technology where we don't need church and state. And, 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 and so that is like, uh, that is exciting for me because mm -hmm. it, it's gonna remove for future generations, like the way we look back and we think, man, the church control people like that. I think a hundred years from now, they're gonna look back and say, wait, the church, the, the, the government used to control the money? You know, like, I really believe that because mm. the tech, like once you understand tech, you're like, Oh, we don't need the government like at all like period, yeah you know for money you know so, so i don't know it's going to be you know I, I mean i agree with you what you're saying and i hope that that is true um i just see government more and more trying to to grab a hold of everything they can um in order to control the masses i mean that's what it's all about right yeah no they got to control us <clears throat> yeah and, and, and they will try but but you know what i believe too you, you have people like me who, you know, chamber members, know, you know, they follow me on social media. They, they know typically I was um, liberal leaning, right? You know, I've always been center of the road, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but you have a lot of people in my generation who are conservative historically or mm -hmm. are liberal, but we're all awakened, enlightened, mm -hmm. and we all are rallying around one issue because like, at the, at the the current parties just want control right but mm -hmm. i will vote for a candidate who's pro bitcoin because i don't care about anything else like if you're going to vote away your power knowingly or unknowingly over the money right cool you're a friend of mine right i want to mm -hmm. i want to see you win and and so you see andrew yang who left the party to try mm -hmm. to get the crypto people um you see senator cruz right he's smart i see what he's doing like he's getting ready for his run in 2024 because he's going to be the Bitcoin guy, the crypto mm -hmm. guy. 
and the, and the millennials are a bigger generation than the boomers, right? And yep. if you're smart, you're like, the boomers are going to die eventually. So if you're looking for a long, and it's, that sounds bad, right? But if yeah. you're looking for a long-term career, a lot of them are wising up and getting smart and saying, wait, these kids care about, um, you know, crypto. So, you know, people act in accordance to their incentives. So it's like, you know, you can either fight the system, which, you know, the incumbents are doing, uh, the, uh, or you can say, I'm only part of the new system because if you do study history, the young line eventually takes the old line out, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know time frame, but the old line eventually like loses, you know? And so that's, you know. Well, that's think, the end of that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but, I, but I think 2024 is going to, 2024 will be, Biden's going to lose for sure, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, I, and I'm fully confident that the winner will be a crypto fo- a crypto believer like i'm like i'm, I'm excited for that because i don't care what party there are i'm like cool i'm voting for the crypto person gosh i wonder though what's going to happen in two years between now and then that's that's what um kind of concerns me mm-hmm. is two years is a long time for a lot of stuff to happen mm-hmm. yeah biden's gonna give away a bunch of money yeah you know he's gonna try he's gonna try to buy some votes well, yeah, that's the, I mean, they're, they're, they, I heard this morning listening to the news that, you know, they're, they're going to try to push that vote through. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, 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 we, we, we will see, but I, I think more and more people are being enlightened. You know, even, you know, even, I won't spend to anybody, but even people closer to me were when I was moving, um, you know, you know, even further, more fiscally conservative than I was. You know, they were, you know, and I had different views on COVID than they had. Um, and uh, but they slowly are like, yeah, Philip, you're right. We can't do mandates. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, because I'm vaccinated. But psychologically, like if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah, you, know you and I mean? me both. <laughs> but but that but that's human nature, you know, so yeah. I'm, like, I'm like people looking at the math and they're going, you know, they're going, man, like more people die of starvation you know, every, you know, every year than the, the, than of this. So, you know, and it's you all about the, control. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, they're priming the, they're priming the pump. Right, right, right. And, and, and maybe I'm not that, maybe I'm not that far down the road yet, but, <laughs> but, 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 but I, I more think there, I, I more think that there's just a, um, Man, this is this is there's no nice way to say it. They're just not as smart as we think they are. You know, I think mm-hmm. in their mind, they're thinking we want to restore confidence so that we could uh, get the economy going again so we can get more taxes. Because when things are slowed down and people are not traveling, we got less tax, less tax revenue and the deficits are getting big. So they're like they're like if you ever if you ever seen somebody who's in big financial trouble and they just made bad decisions. Yeah, they, they know that the jig is up financially. And so they're like, how do we get the economy going and give people confidence? See, you know what I think? I think you're right. I think that I think that they've known for a long time that the gig is up and they know that we have gone past the point of no return. And I think that all of the uh, the new uh, uh, congressmen that go to Washington, they go with these very idealistic, oh, I'm going to make change and uh, it's going to be better. And then they get there and then they go, wait a minute, let us tell you the real deal. Here's the deal. We're in trouble. And none of us are strong enough 
or have the willingness to stand up and commit political suicide to fix it. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to write it down. (laughs) So I almost feel like they know the answer is they have to crash the dollar Mm -hmm. because once they crash the dollar, you can fix it then because it you've, you've affected everybody at the same time. So there's no, that, that levels the field and now you can redo or restart or whatever, but that is the only restart button we have is to crash that dollar. You're, you're, you're hundred percent right. There's a book that I read called the, the um, navigating big debt crisis It's written by Barry Dalio It's huge. And, uh, and so what he, it's three different books. First book, he walks you through like a prototypical debt cycle. So in, in, in nerd, in this, for, does it for nerds, but it's kind of like, here's how the body works because all economies work the same way. Mm-hmm. And then the second book is more detailed. And then the third, the third book inside of it, or the third part is like, he, he, he does like 59 different countries, uh, debt cycles with all the charts and graphs and math that us nerds need. <laughs> and what you learn is, like I said, 100% economies fail. And 100% of the time, and failing means like, you know, uh, energy is the heart of an economy. So you got to have, with no energy, you know, um, an economy dies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and money is the blood, you know, so you need blood to do its work. So you look at Venezuela, which is an energy rich country, but mm-hmm. everybody's poor right now because the blood isn't working. They got the energy, but the, mm-hmm. the money's gone, right? And so, um, and so economies die. And what ends up happening is, um, um, at the end of that debt cycle, there's two ways to restart. You either default, right? So 100% of the time in the past, 100% of the time in the past, no matter if it's Rome or whoever, they either default or they, if, they're, if they're the reserve currency like the dollar, um, they print lots of money, which is, basically like, which is basically defaulting. So they say, if I owe $100 trillion, I'm gonna over time slowly and, and, and non-noticeably print a <laughs> hundred trillion dollars to pay back that, that debt. So it's like fake money, yeah. you know, but, but it's, it's really money. That's kind of the people who pay for it are people who, who are saving in uh, assets that pay less than the inflation rate. So savers, bond, pay, bond yielders, people who are, who are pension owners. So, so the people who are the specifically, like even the boomers who are mostly reliant on Social Security mm-hmm. or, um, you know, the, you know, uh, pension plans. Mm-hmm. The stated inflation rate was five percent. Real inflation rate was like twelve or fifteen percent um, in the last twelve months. But uh, so when they give them this five percent bump, mm. they're still seven percent short. You know, and so they so they pay right. it out over a period of time, and it makes them. It's it's kind of like um it's kind of like the the people that Trump masterfully appealed to the man, people who lost their manufacturing jobs to China, mm-hmm. you know, like me as an American, uh, you know, I can't understand um, their anger because I'm like inflation didn't affect me the way it affect them. Right. Um, because, you know, because I'm in a job where it, you know, it wasn't outsourced. So my cost of living outpaced uh, or my income outpaced cost of living versus theirs. Um, you know, uh, it did not because their jobs went overseas. But this, right. this, this is how it feels to somebody if you're, 
if your savings and your career doesn't keep pace with the with the cost of money printing, right? You you get left behind. But 100 percent of the time, they default it and they inflate it away. But there's no reason for the U.S. government to default, right? Because we're the reserve right. currency. You can just print more money and nobody knows what's going on, right? They just you know one political party blames one side, the sure. other blames the other, and people just are mad and enraged and, and unfocused. And I'm like, look, the focus is on the money. The money mm-hmm. is the problem, right? We It's like, we need a blood transfusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, because uh, the blood is bad. The money is bad. Yeah, the root of all evil, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> right. see, that's, I, and I'm going to end with this, but there's a, um, they're talking about this new economy and it's called the barbell economy. Mm. And this is what's going on is that, you used to have like three equal circles as far as an economy and by groups of people. And now what they're saying is that you have one large circle on one end that is um, the higher wage earners, um, those that are, are making very, very good money. Then you have on the other end, same equal size, the lower uh, job skills, the lower paying money. And then in the middle, you used to have your middle class. Well, now it's been shrunk down to this because of what's going on. And so it's now this new barbell economy. Mm. So it's kind of interesting, but, um, I just, I just, I don't, I don't see it playing out too well. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on where you are, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, depending no, I, on where I, you are. I definitely think American privilege is over. I think American had a lot of privilege in the world um, because uh, in a non-digital economy and in an economy where dollars are reserve currency and everybody has to save in dollars and to, to buy oil, which is a whole conversation, we get the privilege of having a built-out middle class, like, like mm. you're saying. Mm-hmm. But, but now we have to compete globally in a digital world with everybody else, which is, which is net, net better. But if you're an American relying on yeah. privilege, you know, no, I know. It yeah. Yeah. See, and that's the other transition we're going through, right? So lots of change. Lots of change. Yeah. 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 Philip, I am so glad that you could visit with me today and we're going to have to do this again. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. We I know. Do. All right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. My, my pleasure. Okay. Bye.